writing and we're going to have some excerpts of our own work. Yes, we are. So it should be a good show. It should be a good show. But to start off, we're going to start with some music, a a song we got from a friend of ours named Paul Cruda and his band uh, Hops and Scotch. They changed their band name a lot and I think that's the one they stuck with. They started out as uh, We Three Kings and then they went on to King Triton and the Mer People and then they changed it to the Carmen Line and now I think it's at Hops and Scotch. So this is Alexa's song by the band Hops and Scotch.
So, this episode we're going to talk about writing. Um, both Ben and I have been writing since we were kids. Um, hopefully we've improved a lot. <laughs> um, and we continue to write today. And Ben is actually pursuing an MFA in creative writing. So, why don't you talk about, a little bit about that? Okay, but just about the MFA? No, you can talk about how you got there. Oh, okay. There. Well, I've wanted to be a writer ever since I was 13. We were in Michigan on a family vacation, and we were all walking through the woods. And uh, I was like, I think I had gone off alone with my mom. I think the other guy, maybe we were all together, but I think my mom and I were lagging. And I was like, oh, it'd be cool if this forest was like a magical forest, and there was like a magical turtle that talked. And my mom's like, that's a cool idea. You should write that story. So I'm like, oh, okay. And I got all excited, and then I wrote this story. It was like, I think it was called like the Magical Forest or something, unoriginal like that. But it had like a talking sagely turtle or tortoise and a bunch of other things like talking trees and things like that. And uh, I wrote it and I printed it out. And then uh, my third grade teacher thought it was stupendous. Um, I think I was 13 anyway. That might not line up, but... Uh, 13 in third grade? Yeah, no. that doesn't sound right. So maybe I was younger. 13 like in junior high. Okay, so I guess I was a lot younger than that. <laughs> I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Anyway... She read the story in front of the class, and everyone got very excited, it was cool, and I illustrated it myself, so that was also exciting. So ever since then, I'm like, well, that's awesome, I want to be a writer, even though I wasn't much of a reader. <laughs> I didn't read that much, and I still don't really have great reading comprehension, but I do what I can. And uh, then I wrote some stories and got into like young authors' contests, and I went to state and went to some conferences, nothing too special, almost everybody got in if they tried. And then, I don't know, I wrote some crappy books, and then finally, only like the last few years, did it start becoming an actual serious thing. It's like, hey, I think I'm actually proud of this material for once. Because it's <laughs> If you didn't hear what you said, I stopped writing fantasy, which she thinks is garbage. That's not true. It's mostly true, though. <laughs> so it's not completely true, it's just partially true. Well, of... there are some good fantasy novels, but then it's like, there's so many recycled themes and ideas. It's like the original. Yeah. And you'd think fantasy is the most original way to go, but everyone uses the same stuff. Yeah, you'd think it'd be original because you can make whatever you want happen, but then it's all like dwarves, elves, dragons, blah blah blah. What about you? How did you get started? Um, I don't know. I was just always writing these stupid little stories. And I think sometimes I would use my mom's computer and type them out. That's cute. I know, and I was really little, so I don't know how I knew how to type. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes I would handwrite them. My mom would read them sometimes and she'd be like, oh, it's so good, it's so good. Oh. See, we had encouraging parents, that's great. <laughs> moms. Thanks, moms. Moms of the world. Oh <laughs> I remember one of my stories, um, the main character's name was Eartha Bubnick. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. She was born on Earth Day one year, that's why her name is Eartha. That's clever. You I could, thought so. You could revamp that and make it into an interesting story. I, I could. Like, give it a uh, defibrillator and zap some life back into that story. Um, the first story I read of Libby's was uh, it was published in our literary magazine at the college called uh, The Montage, and her story was called The Pignose Girl, and it was creative nonfiction because it was about her... Well, what was it? You can well, um, I had to pick up this boy that I was babysitting from school because the buses would drop them off right next to the high school, so I would just give him a ride home. There would be days where his bus would be running a little late, so I would just stand out there by the buses, and there was this girl who would just 
always smash her nose up against the bus window and make a pig nose, and it was just really funny, and it touched my soul. Uh-huh. Yeah, and she, you, you won an award for that, too, right? Yeah, it was the best fiction or something. Mm-hmm. I think we had a bit of a bonding moment that year, because I won an award for best poem in the, mo- in the montage. Maybe I'll read that. Maybe that's something you can do in this episode. But we'll read excerpts later. We'll decide what they are. We're just sort of flying by the, the seat of our pants right now. It'd be really fun to see. Some like little propellers coming out of our back pockets. So why don't we talk about what we're working on now, and then we can read some excerpts from okay. stuff. What's your current project? Well, I have a couple that I'm actually physically working on. And then I have this novel that I'm writing. Um, and this actually was inspired when Ben and I were driving up to Omaha from the St. Louis area to do a film project with my sister, we passed a like a an exit on the interstate that had the town Craig and the town Fairfax on it. I was like, I'm going to write a story about a guy named Craig Fairfax. <laughs> and then we passed another one that was Tracy and Weston. So I'm like, and Tracy Weston's going to be in it too. <laughs> so I'm writing a story about Craig Fairfax. Um, and then I'm just working on, um, well, I had just finished a book, which is about a, a YouTube celebrity, this past month, and then um, I got into the grad school started, so now I have to write short stories, and I just finished a short story that ended up being way too long, so it's like the length, length of a novella, which is about this couple who decides they want to make friends with people who don't have any friends, and it's sort of a, an act of self-sacrifice to help them, but then that sort of reflects on them, and you find out that they're doing it more for themselves than they thought they were. Okay, here's an excerpt from my Craig Fairfax story. Craig Fairfax hated his name. Not the Fairfax part, but the Craig part. It just sounded so rough and rugged and hard. Things he was not. He often dreamed of other names that would not make him cringe when someone addressed him. Joey. Liam. Adrian. But by 25, he had gotten used to Craig. Or at least that's what he told himself. Maybe it was the fact that he didn't know where to go or exactly how to do it, but any time the thought of actually changing his name, for real, for good, crossed his mind, he panicked, shut down, thought of how Craig wasn't so bad. Everyone already knew his name was Craig anyway. How would he explain the sudden change? Oh, sorry, friends. I couldn't identify with the name my parents gave me as a baby. I thought it was too rough for me. Palms sweating at the thought of it. And so Craig Fairfax went on with his name. Luckily, he had many acquaintances who preferred to use the last names as first names, perpetually stuck in high school athletics. And he liked Fairfax. Introductions were hard for Craig Fairfax. As much as he hated his name, saying aloud that it was his name felt even more unnatural. His throat would clamp and his tongue would swell. Craig. His body would groan. Probably why he never made a good first impression. And probably why he didn't have a better job. The list of bad things that were caused by the name Craig could go on and on, and it did in his head. I don't have a girlfriend because my name is Craig. I don't have a good apartment because my name is Craig. I smoke because my name is Craig, etc, etc, etc. In reality, he didn't have a girlfriend because he never tried to get one. He didn't have a better apartment because he didn't want to move. And he smoked to look more like a Craig, so that one was true. 
So this is my very old poem titled Blueberry Tea. Though tea already tastes like the smell of clear thought, with baggage only adding a brown cloud of sleepy flavor, I was certain this label, with stylized pastel plumps, would pollinate pink buds with a taste other than the color of flower. Expecting a mild molten drip of thin crystal bittersweet, the liquid grit leaked with gray, just as untart as an unstarted puzzle of an old photo of a newspaper stand. No hint of a blueberry clue buried anywhere in the silent delicacy of steam. Yet in the efforts to extract some spice of glucose from the trail of a blue-hued ghost, my tongue has grown tired, and I'm starting to imagine it there. Alright, and for our next segment, we're going to share with you a song. This is by um, one of Libby's friends from where she worked back in St. Louis. And he raps. He's got a really great voice for it. Um, and this is one of the songs that he did with one of his friends. Here's the song Reality Star by E.T. featuring Skip Green. Out to Snooky, Mike the situation and run. Sammy Sweetheart, Jay Wow, Wow, that's my baby. You may catch me doing absolutely nothing. Important to you. To you. Yeah, you watch me study and you jock me admiring. What you think is cool. But what you think is cool is really so untrue. I'm just an actor, puppet mastering you. You making you do what I want you to do. Fist pump if you know jump, jersey short fool. Uh, can't knock you for taking a looky But if you continuously watch episodes of the Snooky Then you're a rookie And so I shall dismiss thee To the Matrix where the mind is not free Don't wanna preach but I'll do a little sum sum Just to spark electricity in your mind dub I wind up explicitly just to let go Just to remind cats that life is I'm no TV show. show But in reality I'm more fake than a fantasy Cosmetic surgery, pseudo personality I'm everything you see in magazines Crushing yourself a Telling you to buy Maybelline More fake than a fantasy You idolize me Netflix is heavy, cause there's a show out called 16 and Pregnant, it's hectic, if my sister come at me with that stick, I'ma go to jail cause she got her ass with tragic, girls are fragile as plastic, and get advice from the same place they find fashion, but fashion is dragging them backwards, faster than watching the show, keeping up with the mattress actors, yeah I hit, but she wouldn't get to meet my mother, only call if I wanted back shots and hummers, the world is getting smarter, just look at the numbers, now I head home, I'm sure we getting dumber while I think about the future couldn't help but wonder why we put so much stock in being the biggest stunner we all want to live like television our reality shows got us all celebrity reality star but in reality I'm more fake than a fantasy cosmetic surgery pseudo personality I'm everything you see in magazines crushing your self-esteem telling you to buy Maybelline more fake than a fantasy you idolize me why? I'm a reality star, I'm a reality star. Ryan, you got that? I got it, man. Tell me you got that. Oh. Got it. Alright, great. I see you, Sam. 
I sent them like seven tapes already. Maybe since this is the eighth, maybe they'll take it. What do you think? I think we're in there. We send it off. So in there. Okay, guys, that concludes our podcast show. <laughs> <laughs> with the podcast show. She's never going to let me live it down. If you know what I'm talking about, go back and view the first episode where she makes fun of me for calling it a podcast show. <laughs> and you should go back because you should like, listen to all yes. the episodes. And be sure to subscribe. So and you can listen to new episodes. If you have poems or short stories or novel excerpts that you want to share with us or songs or any sort of audio art, we would love to feature you on our podcast, uh, shoot us an email at sunfiresquid at gmail.com. Sunfiresquid at gmail.com. Once again, that's sunfiresquid at gmail.com. S-U-N-F-I-R-E. Every time I try to spell something quick, I'm like, O-P-P-D-D-Y-D-D. That's what that's spelled. So thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time.